It's the Real Estate Podcast, brought to you by ANZ Home Loans for financial well-beings. And welcome back to another episode of the Real Estate Breakfast for 2023, available every morning on iHeartRadio, Spotify and Apple, and of course, wherever you get your good podcast from. It is a Friday, the 10th of February, and coming up this morning, we are talking to Arjun from Investicate with the podcast series called Property Investing for Sydney Siders. You might remember we talked a couple of weeks ago about starting your own property portfolio in Sydney, but this morning we are going to take that one step further with ways to think about and to execute your prolific property portfolio. Of course, the question is, what is a prolific property portfolio? Well, that is coming up. We will find out with Arjun. And tomorrow morning, Anthony Landau is back with Mortgage Talk for the start of your weekend. From first home buyers to property investors and everything in between. Every morning on the Real Estate Podcast. Well, I don't know about you, but I had never heard of the Joshua Tree Invisible House before. It's made in entirely of reflective glass. You might have seen this yesterday, which creates the illusion of it blending into the desert landscape. Anyway, they're selling it for 18 million US. It was inspired by the movie 2001, A Space Odyssey. It's certainly a strange look with everything reflecting off it. All right, so if you're celebrating your birthday today, we better get to that. It is the 10th of February, and happy birthday to you. You're sharing your birthday with Aussie Greg Norman. He's turning 67 today. You might remember a guy who back in the day, I forget how many Olympic medals he won in swimming, but he was like the champion of swimmers in the world. His name was Mark Spitz and he is turning 72 today. And Elizabeth Banks, the American actor, she is turning 48 today. It's your weekday real estate breakfast with news, interviews, and predictions every morning on the Real Estate Podcast. It's the main centre forecast. All right, let's have a look on our Friday morning, the all-important weather lineup. And first we go to Sydney, expecting one or two showers and a high of 29. And in Melbourne, expecting mostly fine and sunny with a high of 25 degrees. In Brisbane, expecting mostly fine with 31 degrees. And in Perth, expecting fine conditions with 28. We feature market updates interviews and trends. It's your real estate podcast for breakfast. Well, if you are at the beginning of a portfolio or starting to think about building a prolific property portfolio, then this morning we are going to be looking at the strategies involved, tips and tricks to help you create a diverse and profitable property portfolio. So putting together a portfolio can, if done correctly, provide you with the financial security and more importantly, the independence property investors look for. And in the current real estate market, many challenges exist from affordability, access to credit and interest rates. So to discuss this more, Arjun is back with us and he is the head of Research at Investicate Buyers Agency. And a very good morning to you, Arjun. Welcome back to the Real Estate Breakfast. 
host. Good morning, my friend. It's always good to be back here. Yeah, so here we are once again, Friday morning. And first off, I thought talking about the very question of building a prolific property portfolio, you have been actively doing this. So perhaps for the listener, let's break down how many properties that you have in your own portfolio. Yeah, so to break that down, my wife and I have 17 properties in our portfolio, and that's across residential, commercial, and spread across five states in Australia. And we've been building on that since 2015, so coming towards eight years now. Okay, so 17 is going to keep anybody reasonably busy. So Arjun, people know what a property portfolio is, but let's break down what a prolific portfolio actually is. Yeah. So why I think of a prolific property portfolio is that, you know, we all want a portfolio that stops relying on us and eventually gives back to us. And when you think of prolific, you know, plentiful, reproduce, abundance, these are the sort of things that come up. And so when I think of what it means, I always look at, okay, well, how can we get a portfolio to a stage where it's not so much about just what you earn or what you save or put aside, but the portfolio itself fast tracks you. And I find that typically occurs when you cross three plus properties because the equity growth, even on average compounding rates of 5%, gets to a state where you can start to build and scale a portfolio. Okay. And for Sydney-based investors starting to build their prolific property portfolio, there are traps. So how do they get it underway and do it the right way in order to build one? Yeah, the right way in order to build one starts with the game of finance. As they say in property investing, it's a game of finance with houses thrown around. So the key here is that when typical Sydney investors think of their borrowing capacity, the most common thing we hear is they go into their local bank, they hear about what the borrowing capacity is, and they either maximize it or think that's it when it's finished. And what they don't realize is that each time you look at different banks and different tiers of banks, you get different results. And then moving even deeper, when you look at rental yields, affordable properties, it starts to change in terms of what you can borrow. For us to get to that prolific stage where we can cross the three plus properties, we need to really engage a broker that's going to be able to look at different rental yields and also consider different types of banks to get you there. And this is one of the first mistakes of a property portfolio that I see Sydney investors make. When it comes to the final piece to get right, it's actually also market timing. It's funny how we all look at the long term only of investing, but 90% of local government areas have actually achieved 5% or more compound growth. So that to me tells me, Sydney investors, you're going to be okay long term. It's now to make the best short term decision to scale a portfolio well, because 90% plus of these areas have done well. And so I think from that perspective, it takes the weight off your shoulders and you start looking at making sure the finance is well played. And secondly, you make short term driven decisions because the long term of property in Australia is well placed. Okay. And interest rates. Now, they're a talking point with the rate rise, of course, which just happened on Tuesday, hitting people's pockets. So there has been a rapid increase in borrowing capacities have decreased, no doubt about that. And some investors, when looking to build, especially what we're talking about this morning, a prolific property portfolio, might feel that this is no longer possible. Now, what do you say to that? 
It is harder than it was before. I'd be a liar if I didn't agree that times have changed with those interest rate movements and challenges that you pointed out. However, the fact that investing is sometimes seen as this very expensive and and you must have everyone needs a million dollars to to get ahead or start something is just not true. You know, over 2022, looking back at our portfolio, we made five purchases as a family. Now, four of those five purchases were below half a million dollars. So it's important to note that there remains affordable options in investing that Sydney investors can still take advantage of to be able to have a combination. And that combination starts with capital growth, secondly leads with rental yields, and third leads with affordability. And this means that you're allowed to now have that scale, go back to the banks with a little bit better rental income, and be able to remain patient because I think that's more of a a change now than it was two years ago when rates were much lower. We need to wait that little bit longer for rents to catch up. But on the note of rents catching up, they used to have three, 4% annual increases. Over the last couple of years, they've been double digits and we're expected for them to continue at some high rates, even over the next 12, 24, 36 months based on current vacancy rate conditions. So that's a key thing that investors will have in their pocket now that they didn't have before, which is the big rent changes. Is it fair to say, Arjun, that it's a bit of an offset? Like on the one hand, you've got money becoming more tighter, but then those rental yields, because they are so much higher, that surely is a bit of an offset towards the mortgage side. You raise a very good point, and this leads to two parts. One is, yes, it is definitely an offset. But secondly, what people are unintentionally doing is they're just hunting for the highest yields. When I say don't do that, let's prioritize capital growth because the way the rental market's moving, even if you may not have the highest yield today, over the next three years, it could be a very high yield simply due to the change being seen. What about scaling a property portfolio? Because for some, it's an exciting energy and anticipation for the future, but for others, it brings the complete opposite, a sense of nervousness and trepidation. So how do investors best attack their property portfolio goals, do you think? This is a a very interesting point because what I find now is the nervousness is as high as ever considering all these factors you raised prior. So I think when it comes to the journey, even before property, even before research or buying an asset, comes your portfolio plan. And that's actually the first step in the service that we provide for property investors out there. And what we look at is a portfolio plan that considers the end goal first, then reverse engineers what number of assets may be needed, and then also considers how aggressive or maybe risk adverse someone may be, bringing back that exciting versus nervousness point you, you raised earlier. So what I would say here is that people underestimate how little or how much they need to be able to scale a portfolio to reach their goals. Now, just to give you an example, three or four debt-free, affordable four to 600K properties over the next 15 to 20 years are likely to produce a passive income of 75 to 125K per annum, depending on their goals. And so many sometimes feel that they need to hit eight, 10, 12 properties when really it depends on your personal capacity. Could it be six properties that you aim for that you scale up and then you sell two to clear four or three debt free? Could it be that you only purchase four and your savings plan allows you to offset all those four? Or could it be that your goals are much larger, more ambitious, and you need to work towards 8, 10, 12, and each to their own? 
So I think the key importance here is that, yes, it's exciting for some, nervous for others, but we need to create a plan that reverse engineers it so it comes back to your goals, not just buying multiple properties for the sake of buying it. A very important step you raise. All right, so there's some great advice from Arjun from Investor Kit. Uh, have yourself a fantastic Friday, Arjun, and thanks again for coming on to the Real Estate Breakfast this morning. Thank you, my friend. Back at you. We connect you to the best real estate information across Australia, the Real Estate Podcast.